0: Today's podcast is sponsored by the Perturbed Dragon Tavern. It says here that this establishment serves only the finest real ale and the best meat pies this side of Grim Harbour. Well, I can tell you that I visited this establishment a number of times a few years ago. I was part of a gaming group, but we had a falling out that was never resolved. Anyway, their beer tastes like battle water, and their cocktail selection is almost non-existent. I'm fairly sure that their meat pies are made from rat meat. I was terribly ill after eating one. Anyway, if you feel you have to visit this festering hovel of a tavern, you'll find it just outside the western gate of Thorniston's Hale. The Berturbed Dragon Tavern. Who even comes up with these names? It's ridiculous all the tabletop news we to we
1: to unofficial tabletop rpg hello 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 and welcome to morris's unofficial tabletop rpg talk
2: i am russ aka morris or morris aka russ and with me this week is peter coffee from the southampton guild of role players as I am absolutely 100% delighted to be here.
1: You are clearly not from the Southampton Guild of All Players, because I can see behind you, and you are on a Caribbean island. I can see it.
2: Well, no, no, this is just my holiday home. And everyone knows that the <laughs> south coast of England is so hot and tropical that you stick a random stick in the ground, and next day you come back and there's actually a tree there. It's not bad. My well,
1: guess, is out in
3: space. Uh, Rather appropriately, did. I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love those Zoom backgrounds. It's Mark Langworthy, the uh, Judge Dredd and Worlds of Two- AD Line Manager.
1: Woo. And also the publisher of the Devil's Run RPG. Yes, yes. Which we'll talk about uh, the in Post-apocalypse.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> right.
2: we're, we're, we're just going through the, po- the apocalypse. It's a very slow apocalypse. I was expecting mm-hmm. a lot more like spikes, leather. I was expecting a lot less like
3: uh, pajamas
2: and <laughs>
3: wampums. <wantons. laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I kind of mentally the other day. I kind of uh, um, made an analogy of myself. That it feels like Thanos is making a, a, a six-month. Snap of his fingers, you know, a six-month snap almost.
1: What he just did it really slowly.
3: Yeah, yeah just a real kind of <laughs> slow. Strange. Yeah. Well, hopefully it won't be that bad. No, yeah. not
2: hopefully at all. Not. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, thanks, Mark.
1: Yeah, thanks
3: for <laughs> yeah. yeah. the light. Yeah, yeah. Happy to bring the doom and <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, shall we have a look and see if we can find any RPG news in these in these quiet times?
2: Absolutely. Is anyone really called cool? like, that isn't a lot. I do know one bit of RPG news which is making me super excited.
1: Alright, you start then.
2: Uh, Get yes, me some Orders- RPG news. Orders Gate 3 is going to be released for early access this year. Wow. Uh, yeah. I know. I'm I am so stoked with this guy's. Like it's like it's really hard for me to communicate my excitement in anything other than like repeated squeeing, which I understand. So does this year mean
1: like May or does it mean December?
2: What is time anymore? But As long as I see it before 2021, that will be earlier than I expected to see it. Apparently, yeah. they're mm. having problems with the, getting the motion capture sorted out because obviously there are issues with getting people into a studio to do it. But, right, you know, yeah. A lot of things, obviously, you can do from home. Turns out loads of stuff can be done from home obviously this mm, is new, action, news, not so much
3: so. <laughs> I know, <Yeah>. I, <laughs> who knew
2: <laughs> i know it's bad yeah. yeah so um <laughs> that's very exciting i don't think it's like Baldur's Gate 3 like it's going to be like a like direct sequel but on the other hand i've been playing a lot a lot of divinity original sin 2 and i'm really just loving the game so, so does early access mean it's like a beta version yeah basically
1: yeah, I mean, so, so it'll be a
2: bit buggy. The, yeah, yeah there'll, there'll, there'll be stuff that goes wrong. But, yeah, you know, um, that just means it, I'll have to play it twice or maybe three times. Sad times, sad times.
3: It does look visually stunning, though, and I, I watched some gameplay from um, a con, a remember which con, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, yeah, definitely intrigued by it. Con? What's that? I heard about those things <laughs> they is. once had in, the, in the a <laughs> distant <laughs> past, yes. in another lifetime.
2: Con? A, a convention where you get. More than one person together, no. Well, more you than say that, one no. are a <laughs> person
1: at the same time.
3: There no. are a few cons planned now, are no. there? I think Origins, are they? the that's true. Origins
2: is yeah. going to yeah, do a virtual tabletop, which looks a bit yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Hey, I've got some more news. Yes, yes. You're a Harry Potter fan? I I was talking to Mark. Well, oh, I'm you. a Harry
3: Potter fan. <laughs> I enjoyed the story. Um, I yeah. wouldn't say I'm a buff I, or a fan, but yeah, I enjoyed the story. So have, yeah. you, have you ever wanted to mount a broom? We're talking kids on broomsticks here, aren't we? I did see this.
1: No, is it Hunters
3: Hunter's Publishing?
1: Yeah, Kids on Brooms is called. Uh, No, Renegade Game Studios.
3: Renegade.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: uh, They made Kids on Bikes and they made Teens in Space. Yes. And they've just announced Kids on Brooms, which is very, very clearly Harry Potter.
2: It's, it's legally distinct from Harry Potter in every way
1: yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> although it does say you create your own unique magical school so at least it doesn't have to be Hogwarts
2: oh yeah absolutely yeah but
1: spoilers it's totally Hogwarts yeah it's totally Hogwarts so it uses the same, <clears throat> same framework as Kids on Bikes which is kind of oh, yeah. rules-like quite narrative yeah. storytelling uh, and uh, it's coming out in August Mm-hmm. But you can pre order it now. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Hey, so uh, there's a, a Weird West uh, Deadlands Kickstarter which launched this week and it has funded already.
2: Mm-mm. Deadlands is very popular.
1: Yes. Um, so it's, um, it's Pinnacle Saddles. sort of. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's their oldest and most popular setting. And mm-hmm. Deadlands was 95, 96, I want to say, something like that. Mid 90s. Oh when it originally came out, uh, won tons of awards, it's really super, super, super popular, and it's coming back uh, for Savage Worlds Adventure Edition.
2: Yes, the latest edition.
1: Yes, the current, the current edition of Savage Worlds, and it is funded, uh, more than just funded, let's have a look, uh, the target was $10,000, uh-huh. uh, it is currently made $228,000. Ooh, what's that, Mark? It so it's this uh, it's, it camera, but it's me out.
3: It's the <laughs> what, Deadlands pinnacle uh, pine box edition, which is kind of like a exclusive they did from the mm. uh, classic Kickstarter a couple of years ago. Wow, nice! Yeah. I've never actually played Deadlands. Have you? Mm. Uh, I've not played it. No, I bought it. I've, I've read some of the novels and, and looked into some of the graphics. Yeah, I've, uh, I've
1: got a copy of one one edition or other upstairs. So I'm not sure which one it is, but I've never I've never had a chance to play it.
2: I've done a lot. That was ah, that must been very cool. Yes, it well, I don't know how I can describe any LARP as very cool, but I quite enjoyed it. Um, and <laughs> mm. it used we're using dice rolling apps on phones and for things like Initiative the ref would come around with a pack of cards. So yeah, that was that yeah. was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. I do like the I do like the cards idea.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cards were initiative so, so for those, is quite good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For those who do know about um the Deadlands timeline, it's now eighteen eighty four in the mm-hmm. official timeline. Um, the Civil War ended in 1871 mm-hmm. at the Battle of Washington. Uh, the Great Rail Wars are also over. Mm-hmm. Don't really know what that is, but yep. uh, something to do with Dr. Darius Hellstrom's ghost fire bombs at the gates of Lost Angels. Okay then.
2: Yeah, yep. sounds good. Thanks all around. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, if you're a Deadlands fan, or you want to try Deadlands, or you're a Savage Worlds fan, I reckon that is a definite sign-up. Yeah. Hey, talking of playing online and stuff, uh, you know Tabletop Simulator? Uh, yes, I'm familiar with it. Which uh, allows you to virtually play various tabletop games, and it has like animated dice and cards and Ooh. figurines and tokens and all that sort of stuff. I must
2: admit, when what I was was so- first had a play around with it, I was like, the dragon's wings flap when you move it around, and they have like little mm. death animations and stuff that you can like toggle on. I was like, mm. this, this looks really cool.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. Well, you know. There's a there's a rival, a new kid in town, and this oh. one's called Tabletop Playground.
2: Tabletop Playground. Yes, I, I must have it. Tell me what.
1: Um, well, I don't know that much more um, okay. because it's available in a free beta, so you can go and try it out yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, you can get it on Steam. I assume it's very similar to Tabletop Simulator. I don't know what the Ooh. what the difference is, except that some of the screenshots. Oh. do very specifically have like fantasy miniatures and uh, tabletop armies and stuff moving about.
2: What's it called, tabletop playgrounds? Tabletop
1: playgrounds. Okay. But you can download the beta phase and give it a try if you want. I don't think I can, having a Mac.
2: Mm-hmm. But you okay. might be able to. Uh, all right. Well, I will download that and give it a
1: whirl. i we are running out of news already. It's not good.
3: <laughs> uh, I do have one piece of news, I guess. Um, okay. Yeah? From my old role at Modiphius. Uh, they released a Paradiso sourcebook for Infinity, the role-playing game this week. Ooh, and what, what would that be? So Paradiso is, uh, in the Infinity timeline, the kind of large battle, humanity's large battleground against the alien oh. invasion of the combined army. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paradiso explores the system and the planet in, in detail, really. Um, takes you on a tour of the various planets of the system and then into Paradiso, which is a a huge jungle planet um, that they battle across.
1: Well, it's good that you brought Medifius up because uh, Hmm. it's weird having a new section without (laughs) Medifius.
3: Modiphius (laughs) isn't
2: in the new section. What do you think Mark was just talking about? I was going to say. It would be weird (laughs) to not have Modiphius. Try to focus for us. (laughs) (laughs) Mark was just telling you
1: about a Medifius release.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ah, good, good. I know is, you weren't is listening well. at all, were you? I wasn't listening to you. You were saying that Modiphius wasn't in the news release. I didn't I just, say that.
1: I said, I'm glad that it was in the news section because it would have been weird if it hadn't
2: been. Exactly. Oh, you're hard work sometimes. Is this podcasting yeah. thing just getting all too much? <laughs> <shady>? basic communication. <laughs> it's overrated, mate. It's overrated. Mm.
1: Yeah. Oh, dear, I oh, dear. it oh, Hey, uh, Games Workshop uh, have announced a, a cautious... Um, reopening of some of their
2: stores yes clearly a central business
1: well um they say they're going to follow guidelines from local government authorities mm-hmm. and some stores they'll only be open in like a limited capacity so you won't be able to go there for painting sessions or for open play and the mm-hmm. stores themselves will have like social distancing guidelines so you have to stand two meters apart and all that sort of stuff. Like you do have, like you have yeah. to in the um, in the supermarkets. Um, yeah. There's no actual date on it yet. Uh-huh. Uh, they say if you're intent on visiting your local store, pop on their Facebook page first and check they're open. Uh, Alrighty. Hmm. Uh, Diamond, uh, you know they stopped shipping. The distributor stopped yeah. shipping. Yeah. Um, they've announced that they plan to resume shipping in mid to late May. Exciting. And that. And that will start with things that were originally supposed to be released in the first week of April, so it's basically a six-week delay there. Yeah. Uh, so Diamond is mainly um, it's mainly comic books they do, but they they're one of the larger distributors of RPGs as well, and they have a which is uh, Alliance, which quite a few of the of the uh, I think some of the American um, publishers use Alliance. I know Green Run do. I know. I think Pathfinder, I think Paizo does. I'm not not sure who exactly, but I know a few of them do. Hmm. Hey, there was a a game store owner in Florida got arrested this week.
2: Oh, really? Uh, Hmm. Presumably for being open sort of thing and Hmm. encouraging people to come in.
1: So there were state and other local um, safer at home orders, they call them there. I'm not, I'm not sure, I know like, loads of different places it? yeah, loads of these places call these things different things, and I don't know if they're the same thing with different names, or whether there's subtle differences between them, but anyway, this, this is called a, a safer at home order uh, but he uh, reopened his store Okay. so he was warned repeatedly by the sheriff's office mm-hmm. uh, and apparently was argumentative with, uh, with the police mm-hmm. uh, and refused to close his
2: store uh, yeah. and uh, uh so he got arrested Or well don't do, do remember that they do have a different way of doing things in the states which is where in like france and britain there is government assistance to help people stay at home in america it's just like shut down you can't pay your bills you don't have any help with mortgage you don't have any help grade got no income coming in it's like they're sending like 1200 as a one-off payment to see people over it's like mm. crikey um don't know how you think that's gonna work Uh, So yeah Yeah. Uh, I think people are very desperate I do I do do have empathy I do understand the viewpoint I don't agree with it but I do understand why they would do such a thing
1: Well the game store owner he's uh, he's, uh, called Galen Wood and uh, he says he's going to uh, fight the charges and he did an interview with ICV2 and he made a statement and he Mm. said um a free people should not live in fear of their own government when they know they are abiding by the law we aren't ruled by men for that very reason, the law, rule of law is essential for a free government for your information, if you haven't guessed, I do have a bachelor's in political science from the University of Florida
2: Hmm. I'm not sure I'd have included that last line if I was was Uh, making uh, the same statement that just looks like an argument from authority to me Yes. And also, it's like, the problem isn't the government. The problem is the virus that is going around killing people, which is really easy to spread. Yeah. Like, it's hysterically easy to spread, unfortunately. So, yes, I think that's really more the issue rather than the government saying no to gaming.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sorry.
2: Uh, that's just my feeling. Right
1: now. So, so you know, that, um, the conventions that are getting cancelled or postponed, they're doing like these, we mentioned it earlier, these virtual conventions.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, so you know uh, so the Steve Jackson Games one, uh, which was cancelled uh, this last weekend, I think. Uh, it, well, it was going to go ahead last weekend. It's called FnordCon 2020. Oh. That got cancelled, yeah. and they held their um, their virtual con. So this is one of the first that have actually done it, uh-uh. and uh, it, it, apparently it went really well. So they got h- 453 people,
2: uh-huh.
1: not counting staff and presenters and speakers and stuff. Uh they had three days of live streamed panels um online games of deadly doodles uh-huh. um They did say there were some technical hiccups, but you know they got past them uh zero serious problems, no people problems, no uh no no really bad technical issues and uh hmm. yeah it's it's basically being held as a success. It went well,
2: ah oh, fantastic, yeah, virtual columnss yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh finds a way. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's like under 500 people. It'd be interesting to see how a bigger one like Origins
2: does, because that's uh, obviously an order of magnitude larger. Yeah, I expect there'll be a fair amount of um, recording going on. And certainly it'd be really good to see like a panel recorded. I mean, because stuff like Zoom or Skype, I mean, you know, doing a Zoom recording of a panel would be pretty amazing. Mm. Certainly for what I've been doing, like i'm almost sure they'll be doing that i'd yeah, be amazed yeah. if that wasn't the case oh, it just seems like the obvious thing to do doesn't yeah, it yeah because yeah. normally you don't get a chance to see these things so yeah it'd be mm. nice to have a recording to look at
1: yeah uh paizo uh, has just announced a new convention a new convention this is in uh, it's in geneva Ooh, okay it's paizo con francia uh, okay. So basically, it's, uh, it's on, on the on the border between France and Switzerland, uh, okay. and it used to be called. It was a convention that uh, um, has been around for a while. It was called GardenCon, and now they've entered into an arrangement with Paizo, and it's been renamed now to Pizocon Francia. 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 Yeah.
2: Because it's like Pizocon, but Francia. <laughs> <laughs> no, it ends I A not. Like uh, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a hard Look, see, it's like fr-
1: I'm, 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 I am Francier than you. How huh, have
2: you know. well, you're you de- uh, you, you definitely Francier now. I can see that. Maybe it's like Frankier or something. I
3: don't know. Um, well,
2: maybe I don't
3: know. Is it Frankier? Uh, it, it would. It did cross my mind. It might be Frankier. Yeah, but I don't know. Then I've no idea. To be knows, I prefer, I prefer <laughs> Francier. <laughs> Francier is much better. So do you Francier plates.
1: <laughs> is Francia a place? Francia, Frankier? Francia.
3: I'm going to Google well, it. Well, yeah. Francia. So that—that's the European version of Pisacon, I guess. Is it?
2: Uh, I guess so. Yeah. It looks like it. Yeah. Uh, oh, Francia is a territory, apparently.
3: Francia, the, the Kingdom, Kingdom of, of the
2: Franks, the yeah. Frankish Empire. I mean, ah. But this is the important thing. How do you pronounce that? Doesn't say. Uh, uh Okay. Wow. Well, uh, let's,
1: go, let's go with Francia because it's funnier yeah sure why not <laughs> <laughs> Francia a bit of that it's almost certainly Frankier I'd be willing to bet it's definitely Frankier
2: yeah it's like it's like the it's, it's like the regular but it's a little bit Francia <laughs> it's, it's like a more yeah. culture <laughs> but yeah, yeah I yeah. mean yeah it's good stuff it's like take, takes a takes a lot of vision they say, you know what? Conventions are really, really hard right now. We're going to do one anyway. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, no, look it. At... Well, it's in players.
1: August. It's not, it's not soon. So oh, it's in no. August. And Gen Con's in August, and that's still going ahead. And Origins has moved to August. So most people, I think, are thinking that August is going to be safe. Ambitious. Fingers crossed. Who knows? We can say. Uh, are you familiar with the Torchbearer
3: RPG? Yes. So uh, so this
2: Lady, I think that's the one that's supposed to. No, I don't know. is that very grim and gritty?
3: Yeah. So this right, is this right, is
2: right. by uh, Luke Crane,
1: who is also um, the uh, I think it's the tabletop games um, editor or manager or whatever over at Kickstarter. Hmm. But he's also a game designer, um, and uh, Torchbearer has been around for quite a few years. i just like calling up the um, hmm. Kickstarter now. So, um, it's by, by Luke Crane. He also did um, 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 Burning Wheel, if you're familiar with that one. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: okay which is, yeah.
1: Which is quite a popular game. And that was back in, what, 2002 or whatever it was Burning Wheel. Uh, so, Torchbearer is kind of it's been around since 2013. And they've been working on a new edition of Torchbearer for about three years. Just have a look. It's a sort of OSR esque game of desperate adventure. Oh. A, I've never played it myself, but it does have a lot of fans. Uh, the Kickstarter is currently at £160,000 or nearly $200,000 pledged of a $45,000 goal. Which is pretty good going. Yeah. This is a 275 digest-sized hardcover with a linen wrap. Sounds lovely. So that's Torchbearer, but the other one was a D- bit of D&D news. Oh. Uh, this graphic has been going around. It was sent out, I think it was created by um, a freelancer for Wizards of the Coast. But it's entitled um, D&D's Best Year Ever. And it's this big, long infographic. It's a great big, long vertical graphic. And it's yeah. a look at 2019. And it presents uh-huh. a whole bunch of stats about D&D. So, uh, you know, there are over 40 million D&D fans around the world now. Which they make a point of pointing out, it's the entire population of Spain.
2: Well, I don't think the entire population of Spain is a fan of D&D. No, but, yeah,
1: but that, no, that number of country. people. It's the sixth yeah, year yeah. of consecutive growth. Oh. Uh, they've had 17.5 billion media impressions. Though I'm not 100% sure how a media impression is defined. Mm.
2: How many times did someone click on the link? <laughs> no, an impression's not a click. An uh, impression is something
1: oh. someone's seen, even if they haven't interacted mm-hmm. with it. When, you, when you're doing do? uh, advertising, I, I mean, I don't know what, yes. what they mean by media impressions, but ad impressions, an ad impression, if I'm oh. selling ads on my site, an ad impression yep. means the ads appeared. With yeah.
2: an ad click,
1: is if someone's clicked on it. So. Right, okay. So I might deliver, you know, five million ad impressions in a month, mm. and then a certain percentage of that, a very tiny percentage of that, will be actual clicks. Mm. Yeah. And then you...
2: They have for, to see it to click it. So
1: there is that. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. Well, almost like a
3: leaflet drop in physical comparison. Yeah, yeah, Okay.
1: Um, so, well, wait, in 2019, the uh, viewership on YouTube increased by 59%. Uh, uh-huh. Two million people tuned into the D&D Live event in 2019, last year.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, they were, they've been around for 46 years, they say. 46 years of leading the RPG category. Well, apart from the years where they yeah. weren't, when Pathfinder was... <laughs> And the years when yep. White Wolf was, but apart from those years, <laughs> 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 <That's> right, <but laughs> let's say forty years of leading the RPG <laughs> category, and six years where they weren't.
3: <laughs> what about the bankruptcy years?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah. Wizards and the guys like, like a yeah. well,
1: they're massaging, <laughs> they're massaging the facts a little. But you know, a bit, yeah, for, yeah, forty-six years yeah. is a is a long time to be yeah. pretty much at the top. That's of yeah, it.
2: impressive. Yeah. 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 That's really good effort.
1: Yeah. Um, so they've had a sixty-five percent year-on-year growth in Europe. So the Europe sales, they say, are exploding, and they've got this graph here. And really, it looks like a like a coronavirus graph. It's exponential. It's you know curving up really fast. What's that face
2: for? <laughs> could you not? That could, could you not bring everything back to the coronavirus? Just, just please. <laughs> it's
1: on my mind. Um, I mean, apparently so. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, what what other sort of graph could I
1: compare it to you, then? an exponential graph was fine alright, <laughs> oh, um, so they've got what looks like the beginnings of an exponential graph going from 2014 up to 2019, and 2019 is twice what 2018 was that is but the interesting thrifty, the, the interesting part about these stats is, apart from all the yeah, stuff yeah. about how successful they are, which they've been you know, obviously put right at the top of the thing they've got some yeah. breakdowns of the D&D player community Ooh, what sort of breakdowns? hmm so, how old are you, Mark? Oh, you're OK, and you're 40, so we're all OK. Uh, but I've got to warn you, when you hit 46... Yes. So you've only got a few
3: years left... I did catch on a bit of the other day, actually. You've got to stop yeah.
1: playing D&D. <laughs> yeah. down breakdown oh, the D&D community is... Yeah. So, ages 8 to 12, 12%. Ages right. 13 to 17, 30%. 13%, Sorry. 18 to 24 is 15%. uh, And then they bracket all those up and they said 40% of players are 24 years old or younger. Oh, that's quite a lot. And then they've got groupings for 25 to 29, 30 to 34, 35 to 39. But the top grouping is 40 to 45, 11% of players, but nobody (laughs) above 45. (laughs) That all adds up to 100%. So basically everyone who plays D&D is between the ages of 8 and 45 they're
3: not being um, slightly ages there, I the
2: <laughs> no. I think there's a certain amount of sampling some, playing bias because I'm pretty sure I know some people mm. who are older than that who are still yeah. playing oh
1: I know some people All who are older own. than that who still are still playing yeah I know some people in their yeah. 50s who are playing yeah quite happily so I,
3: I can't see me ever stopping playing to be honest I don't know
1: Right? Yeah. I think you have to when you hit fifty forty six. It's, uh, it's the rules. Yeah, it's the law. The, oh, okay. the grass it's
2: like a uh, Logan's it's like Logan's run, but for D and D.
3: Well, luckily, we, lucky we have a uh, Woin to support people beyond that. I guess. That's true. True. Woin. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woin. Uh. Yeah. How, how, how do you pronounce Coen. coin?
1: Coin. <laughs> 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 join is join. <laughs> How do
3: uh, you pronounce Francia? Francia! To show you a <laughs> that's, that's
1: assuming you're correct, but.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: anyway. I prefer Francia to Frankiev. Yes, you do.
3: <laughs> well, that's pizza there, it sounds Francia. Well,
2: it's like France, <laughs> so France is a C, and it's a. I don't know. <laughs> 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 it might even be Frenchier.
1: Yeah, it might be. And we kissed, all wrong. It probably is, isn't not, it? Actually. It's not. Is it not? No. Are you
2: sure it's not? Like 90% sure. Anyway,
1: uh, these player stats they've got a breakdown of male and female and non binary. So male is 61%, female is 39%. Mm-hmm. That's quite.
3: That's very
1: for female, actually, because I remember back yeah. when it was would. under 10%. Mm. Mm. So that's a massive difference, and then they've got mm. other non-binary, and I think it's larger than one percent, but it doesn't say what the percent is. Mm. Mm. So, but it's larger than one percent. So,
2: then
1: they've got okay. a list of famous fans here: Deborah Ann Woll, Felicia Day, Asa yep. Butterfield. I don't know who that is. The Rock, and The Rock. Yeah. Okay
2: loves some D&D oh fair enough Finn
1: Diesel. And Vin yeah. Di- and, Finn and Diesel and Vin Diesel got on here. I knew Vin yeah. Diesel did I didn't know The Rock did
2: and some guy called Will Wheaton whoever that is yeah. yes yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. and then they mentioned Community The Big Bang Theory Rick and Morty in
2: South Park as well and they missed out Judy Dench Judy Dench loves a bit of d and they
1: missed out Stranger Things as well
2: yeah that's right yes, nice, yeah. Yeah. I mean Community they did a really good example of a and d mm. session which is basically there's a bunch of people sitting around the table Pretending to be in character, mm. and they didn't do any of the usual stuff. Like they didn't cut to the actors in a wood somewhere. No, it was like one hundred percent there at the table talking about yeah. playing d and <laughs>
3: like,
2: Good, good. This is legit. <laughs> this is the accurate representation of what of the physical realities of what's going on. <laughs> not, not
3: like the South Park Club. <laughs> oh
2: it's time to play our favorite game it's time to play the game
1: our favorite game in all the world guess the kickstarter from just the name i think it's time for the best bit of the week our favorite game in all the world the game where i read out the name of a kickstarter and you try and guess what it is from just the name uh, I
2: see. Mark has gone for the footy, rarely deployed. If I freeze in place, they'll think that the is <laughs> um, Yeah, I think I've been notoriously terrible at this game, haven't I? <laughs> oh, you me. Right, I've got a I've got a high score of a million points minus a million points <laughs> minus a million points. Yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah,
2: uh, you got a ways to go. I mean, yeah, don't get ahead of yourself, Mark. It'll be bad as game, but it will not it'll never be as bad as me.
1: Who would like to go first? Go on, then. Let's get the paint over with.
2: Yeah, that's right. it. Go on, Mark. You can do this. woo
1: All right. Let's have a look. Which one of these <laughs> shall I choose for you? Hmm. What is... You might have heard of this one, actually. Uh, Mork Borg Cult Ferretory.
3: <laughs> Mork Borg <Mork> Cult Cult Ferretory. <laughs> I can't say I will spell it for you because <laughs> oh, I, I may be words.
1: mispronouncing <laughs> so it's M-O-R-K right with a couple of little dots over the O I don't what's that out. called and I'm out yeah Borg spelt like Borg from mm-hmm. Star Trek yeah Cult spelt like Cult mm-hmm. and ferretory is then it's colon ferretory. and ferretory is F E R E T O R. Why
3: Very interesting um, Yeah like I said I can't say it's been I'm <laughs> Um. I do think there is A role playing game Called Morkborg is isn't there mm-hmm. From what I recall um, So I'm going to have to say Is it a Supplemental setting For Morkborg I have no idea What Morkborg could be I'll, I'll,
1: I'll, give, I'll give you The Morkborg But yeah There is There is A game called Morkborg So it's the territory You're really trying to Decipher here Okay
3: I have no basis or grounding in more you're going to play it every
2: week what
3: what's yeah. <laughs> mate uh, <laughs> I'm going to totally riff off the Borg sci-fi <laughs> I think <laughs> so, and, and ferrets maybe Fair Fair enough. Yeah. so do you play technologically advanced ferrets that are tuned into a hive mind um, with a view to galactical domination yes really no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but I would take birthday. I even sounded hopeful then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, he likes toys to you, Mark. and damn your hopes.
1: <laughs> so, so, so Morkborg, it's... Uh, Swedish, uh, definitely? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a Doom Metal album of a game. It's a blackened art oh. punk doomsday <laughs> RPG about death. miserable bastards and heretics enduring a bleak, dying world. And is this the
2: arms and armoury for it?
1: This is a collection of tables, monsters, items, classes, rules, and ideas that you can use in your Morkborg game or any other rules light OSR style game. Oh. So it looks like Uh a kind of eclectic hodgepodge of just um, random
2: useful bits and pieces that you can use in Uh. Morkborg. Google reveals to me that a feretory a is a portable shrine containing the relics of a saint. So similar, uh, quite uh. similar to a reliquary in functional usage.
1: But I
0: mm. think maybe bigger?
2: Oh. So no. You no. Know. Huh?
1: Well, yeah. Well, uh, no. yeah. Yeah. well uh, yeah. So, so Mark, I'm afraid you only got zero points out of ten for that. Oh, Although oh, I'm going to give you oh, an my- extra point for <laughs> your for your excellent space ferret suggestion because I oh. actually like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: so something wrong with me. I shouldn't. I shouldn't like it, but I do. I feel a new. What's old is new. New module coming on. Ferrets in space.
1: With a hive right. <laughs> oh, are you re- are you I'm ready for, for one, it. Sir Peter of Coffee? Are you ready? Yeah, bring it on. Okay then. Yeah. What is Lost Menagerie?
2: Mm, I think Lost Menagerie is a bestiary that has been renamed for reasons best known to the authors, uh, because bestiary has been overdone and. It has all sorts of exciting. It's a supplement for. Oh, we'll go out on a limb here as a fifth-ed Dungeons and Dragons, and has all sorts of um, exciting creatures with roots in uh, like sort of historic history, like folk history and fable. Uh, it's like got some really unusual ones, like maybe like the original shrek and so forth, like that. Uh, Pookers and pixies and silkies and selfies, all that sort of thing.
1: Hmm new it is for 5th edition it's also for Pathfinder and Swords and Wizardry and it's by Necromancer Games uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it's written uh-huh. by a uh, Mr. Mike Merles one of the lead uh-huh. designers of D d 5th edition yeah wow uh, so uh, Mike Merles who basically disappeared about a year ago yes and hasn't been hasn't been seen or heard from since yes but I think they um,
2: left him out of his box <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well this apparently is a book that he wrote for Necromancer Games many years ago right before okay. he moved to Wizards of the Ghost
3: so I they're see. reviving
1: it uh, so it's an adventure yes. for 7th uh, to 9th level mm-hmm. uh, and it says in a distant past the great wizard Arfalio the Seeker claimed favours from four mighty elemental lords to create a self-contained world and he populated uh-huh. it with a bunch of weird creatures and stuff and did experiments on them and monitored what changes occurred to them. Really? Uh, uh, but eventually he lost interest in his experiment and he moved on, leaving this world populated with weird creatures behind. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's an adventure set in this, this bizarre little demiplane, I guess, full That's of cool. weird and wonderful critters. Nice. Yeah. So you didn't do too bad. you got 5th edition and you got the basic concept of a menagerie. Uh, so I'll uh, give you I 5 points out of
2: 10 for Menagerie in the title. Yes,
1: it does help. I'll give <laughs> you 5 out of 10. Woo! <laughs> okay, then. One for Mark. Go on. Oi,
3: oi. The Twilight Dream. The Twilight Dream. The Twilight, the dream. Twilight the. dream. The Twilight Dream. Because the makes all the difference. Uh, a <laughs> <Yes>. definite <laughs> rather than indefinite <laughs> article is imp- like a, a Twilight a dream, dream. yes. Yeah, that'd be something completely different, wouldn't it? Oh.
2: Sorry, moved this.
3: There. Uh, that's no, Okay. I'm te- just be- just because the title is probably way off the mark. I'm tempted to go down the Onyx Path, Ooh. World of Darkness type route. Are you
2: thinking slightly Exalted there.
3: Yeah, or maybe Mage something for Mage. Ooh. Um, is it maybe a setting or an adventure book for Mage? Um, taking people into the Twilight Dream. And mm. uh, um, what is the Twilight Dream? Would the Twilight Dream be an Umbral Realm, maybe? Or um. Some mage construct um, in in void space. Hmm. Okay,
1: so you got you got a point for uh, identifying it as a setting, and you lost a point for saying it was for Lord of Darkness, when in fact it's for D and D five e. Okay. Oh. Okay. But it's uh, what is it? So it's a it's a campaign setting inspired by Celtic and uh, Brythonic myth. Hmm. Oh. And so, you're a group of high school students at Camelot University. Uh, you discover extraordinary magical powers and you're thrust headfirst into battle to save two worlds from the mad ambitions of the Night King. Ooh. Wasn't the Night King in Game of Thrones? Game of
2: Thrones. Yeah, that was yeah. like the. What's yeah. <laughs> <bloke>. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Twilight Dream, a secret world of magic and monsters, sky islands, and scheming elven queens. Oh. borrows from Norse, North German and later Christian traditions set in a time period roughly equivalent to the late American Wild West
3: hmm oh,
1: so the late no 1800s of, I guess
3: no mention of tea and an and things? and uh, things?
1: not specifically but I wouldn't be surprised if they're in there
3: <laughs> oh intriguing hmm
1: oh uh, yeah so I'll give you half points for that five points plus your one that gives you six Peter's on five Peter you've got to score one point to equalise or two points to win
3: yay
1: <laughs> are you hopeful no <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's, let's be let's be serious Boris like yeah. You know, this is I one hopeful? of your
1: favourite types one of those ones with yeah. just a, a single word <laughs> in um, their
2: name if it's the right word go on what is the word the word is fireball <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey
2: did I ask how big the room was
3: <laughs>
2: okay Fireball um, I think Fireball is in fact a nostalgia property what it is is it's drawing on Fireball XL5 uh, has produced by Fireball I think, XL5 i know right yeah wow <laughs> going back in the <laughs> day fast like, you know,
1: fastest guy alive i'd fly you around the universe in viable xl5 i remember that
3: <laughs> thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for subjecting us to that peter <laughs> <laughs> hey. You're welcome <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: uh, Patrons of the podcast will be able to hear the full operatic version
3: That's by Russ in the style of Poverty We need a fourth member to make a quartet maybe? Yeah no, we'll A barbershop quartet version
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, Guys I'm totally down with this This, this <laughs> is No drawbacks You haven't heard me sing yet
3: though. <laughs> <laughs> ah my <friend>. am <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but,
2: uh, uh, Nostalgia property, Fireball XL5. Uh, it's all about a rocket that goes into space and saves people, and it's very exciting. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Yeah, an- it's, 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 it's oh, not Fireball xl Oh, definitely powered by the apocalypse. You want to run this sort of thing? I wish it was, was
0: Fireball XL5, but it's
2: not Fireball XL5. This is a it's bit of a cheat. It. This one actually.
0: It, it, it's a it, mobile
1: system. role-playing app. <laughs> a fantasy role-playing app bringing game masters and players together to experience thrilling adventures are you familiar with tabletop rpgs such as dungeons and dragons or pathfinder uh, i couldn't describe myself as familiar with them no. i've heard of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, Look, yeah the concept of fireball is pretty similar it will only it will only make role-playing much easier and even more enjoyable
2: Mm-hmm. All the rules
1: will be automated, and you will be able to play with your friends the whole day long.
2: Automated mm. rules? Yes, that's just what Fifth Edition needs to take the rules that there are and automate them, rather than allowing the GMs. But it's not to...
1: Fifth Edition; it's their. Own, it's going to be their own system.
2: Oh, I see. So it's yeah. like an app for role playing.
1: It's no, it's an actual game
2: system. Right.
1: Um, a complete tabletop RPG. Yes. An original system hosted via the app.
2: Interesting. Okay.
1: So it's got quite quite good presentation there. It's got quite cartoony graphics, but it's got quite good yeah, presentation there. I mean, I'm looking at the character there, he does have strength, dex, con, int, whiz, and charisma. He does have an armor oh, yes, class there. So oh, well, I think it's good. very heavily D&D influenced, if it's not oh. D&D specifically.
2: Okay. Anyway,
1: I don't think you've got any points for that, I'm afraid, Peter. Sorry. Yes, yeah, sir. fair.
2: I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how that works, to be honest, but we'll, we'll move on, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, when is this supposed to come out, this app?
1: It's a mobile role playing app, automated rules, non stop gaming, new friendships made. Ooh. Okay. Uh, early access, summer 2020. Release, end of 2020. It's on iOS and Android. Mm-hmm. Um, you can roll custom 3D dice, homebrew races, homebrew classes, pets and followers. You can play without a game master. There's a dungeon generator, homebrew mechanics. You can get it on the desktop as well.
0: Right. Uh, so... You will play
1: remotely and continuously via chat. Uh, you use it with your group, or you get matched with players worldwide. Uh, you roll dice, set up ability checks, saving throws, turn-based combat.
2: I, I have questions. A map
1: editor. Campaign notes.
3: Yeah, I do also. Like...
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm, just, I'm just reading these words off a of KitKat's startup page. I'm not... Yeah. There's, no, there's, there's a video, yeah. which I imagine would probably explain it more clearly.
3: Yeah, I'm, not, I'm going to check that out after the podcast, I
1: think.
2: Yes, but the question is... Um, it was like a five minute video. It's it quite long.
1: Uh, how much is it? Let's have a look. So, yeah. right, early access... I can't, even, I can't make it out. Um, early access, $15, it looks like. And then there's some higher ones just for extra perks and stuff. Right, I think that is it, though, for our favourite game in all the world. And I think, yeah, yeah Mark has won. Looking at, look at, looking at the scoreboard here and doing all the no, calculations. No, We're no, just no. Running, running the algorithm there, uh, and it's coming out with the result. And, yeah, Mark has definitely won by
3: one point. I think that's 2-1 two, one, two, one to you, Peter, overall. I think. Is it? Okay, I think I so, know. yeah.
1: I, I don't, I don't he just—he just—he doesn't keep track of these things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he literally couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 its 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 not about the winning or losing. It's about the taking part. Yeah, it's the journey. Well, we've done it's the it journey, journey, not the destination. destination. Yeah. There, there's no winners in role playing games. Only losers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow! Just look at those goblin hordes!
2: There must be, what, a million of them out there? Oh, at least the city's completely surrounded, and the stench.
1: Ah, no, sorry, that's just me. Haven't been able to get
2: out to the stream to wash in days. Well, better a bit of a smell than being torn apart by goblin savages. That's what I always say. Always? Well, where it's appropriate.
1: How often is... Better a bit of a smell than being torn apart by goblin savages appropriate. It's appropriate right now, isn't it? Oh, I suppose
2: so. Wow. Look at those goblins. They're right up to the walls. Yeah, thank goodness the City Council passed the budget to build the walls. It's the only anything between us and the goblins?
1: Well, I don't know.
2: Uh, what do you mean, you don't know?
1: I mean, I'm not sure there's
2: much point in the wall. Not much point in the wall? Have you seen the ravenous mass of psychotic goblinoid barbarians teeming out there on the plains?
1: Well, yeah, but I I was looking at the statistics the other day. The statistics? Yeah, and did you know, for the last seven days, there have been zero goblin-related deaths in Tiswas upon Toad?
2: Well, yes, that's good news, surely.
1: Well, what I mean is, if there are no goblin deaths, why do we need this stupid wall? Are you... Are you serious? Look, the council spent 4,000 gold on this wall. It
2: just kind of feels like a waste. A waste? There have been no goblin-related deaths in over a week. Exactly. So why do we need this wall? Because that's what's keeping the goblins out.
1: The goblin threat is clearly overblown. I mean, when the horde was approaching, sure,
2: sure, we were rightly concerned. Concerned? I went through three pairs of trousers in one day.
1: But it turns out that the goblins haven't really killed anybody. And we're all rather inconvenienced by this bleeding wall here.
2: The reason there have been no deaths is because we have a wall. I'm not so sure about that. I mean, stats is stats. If we had no wall, we'd suffer the fate of Bingo upon sea, which is completely overrun by goblins. Do they have a wall? Yeah. See? But they built it after the goblins invaded.
1: But still, it didn't help, did it?
2: Well, no, the wall is meant to keep the invaders out, not lock them in.
1: Look, Codsworth-upon-Tweed opened up its gates the other day because not a single person
2: had been harmed by the goblins. Yes, yes and then the goblins went through the gates and ate every single person alive.
1: Look, all I'm saying is I want to go to the stream and have a wash.
2: Look, Barry, mate, look through this spyglass. Look at the stream. What do you see? Oh, lovely, clear, running water. And a thousand goblins on the shore. Ah, harmless goblins. They're not harmless. Look, stats is stats. Zero deaths from goblins. They're
1: clearly no threat. I'm going out to the stream.
2: That is the most stupid thing I have ever heard. I'll be back in half
0: an hour.
1: hello everybody uh thank you so much for listening to our podcast we just wanted to mention our patreon
2: peter are you familiar with our patreon oh is it uh patreon.com slash morris yes m-o-r-u-s At patreon.com forward
1: slash Morris, you can find our Patreon, which is what pays for our podcast and buys us all these wonderful microphones and mixers and other little bits and pieces. And
2: wires, so many wires.
1: And all these wires. And we have a load of wonderful Patreon backers at the moment. And those backers get... We cherish you all. Yes, we do cherish them very much. And those backers get bonus content every single week, just as a thank you for, uh, for backing our Patreon.
2: And because they're so awesome and so quick off the mark, they also get to like, talk to us in our Discord channel, which is pretty good. Mm. And we sometimes even deign to answer that. Uh, but even more importantly, when we have guests coming onto the show, they have the opportunity to ask questions of those guests. Mm. Um, and then we will pass on the questions that we think we, our guests will answer. So
1: please, if you do enjoy the podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Morris. Link will be in the show notes. And support us, even with just a dollar a month. Every little little bit helps. Shall we get on to our topic of the week?
2: Yes, yes. What shall we discuss this week?
1: Oh, well, since we've got Mark here... I think we could discuss a whole bunch of things. D. Okay.
3: D, yeah. DD, my <laughs> favourite game.
1: <laughs> so we can discuss Devil's Run. Oh. Mark's new release from Red Scar oh. Publishing. Uh, and we classic. can discuss a whole bunch of 2000 AD stuff. We can talk about um Rogue Trooper and Strontium Dog and yeah, the Day you. the Lore Died. So what should we oh. start? Let's start with Devil's Run, shall we?
2: Yeah, that's about talking Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, we jumped on the podcast before about this previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it before. before. It's yeah, it's cars, isn't it? It is. Yes, that that kind of Mad Max themed, crazy post-apocalypse um, set, yeah. mainly in North America. Although we do touch on different areas of the world in in the core book. Um, but yeah, we finally got the mm-hmm. core book laid out and out on dry through RPG Red Scar website and Modifius website. Excellent. <laughs> oh. When is the hardcover coming? Uh. Really I'm just waiting to hear from the printer. Um they they went into shutdown over the uh, pandemic oh, as well. Yeah, so of course. Yeah. Yeah. So at um, the moment we don't so, really know
1: what's happening there.
3: No, no. Um I'm just waiting for them to update me really and get back in touch. Uh once oh. they once they open up. Um they're over in Lithuania, so um I'm not yeah. sure what procedures they have in place over there. two. Yes, yes, yes
1: yeah. as you well know. Yes. Um, so, have you got more stuff planned for Devil's Run then?
3: Have you got adventures, source
1: books, supplements, anything else coming down the line?
3: Yeah, so we have um, two free, in essence, in essence, two free adventures out. We've got Quick Start, which has a short scenario in there. Mm-hmm. Um, should be able to run that within a couple of hours. And then there's a follow up kind of free. Um, campaign that were evolving over time called Life and Death Echoes mm. um, which, which follows on from the quick start really um, and it ties into one of the factions the crazy factions in, in Devil's Run um, you'll see kind of a power shift and some politics come into play in the post-apocalypse within that as well Can so.
1: hmm. you remind me what system it uses?
3: Um, so we've dual st- statted it really. Um we use two Modifius two D twenty and yeah. the Savage World system oh, from yes. um, Pinnacle. Pinnacle. So yeah. when when you play
1: which which system do you use?
3: Uh I've used both. Um and I don't I, I, I don't really have any major preference for re- I mean two D twenty I find easier because I've worked with it so much over the mm. years with uh, Modifius. But um yeah, I mean both are both for various reasons really. If you want to keep it pulpy and light and fun, um hop on in with Savage Worlds and it's it's you know, you have some uh, fast furious fun as they say hmm. um and then if you want to get slightly more technical into your mods and things and it's uh, that's all within the core book for two so. twenty. yeah yeah
1: so what else what else have you got coming out from red scar
3: um so i've just finished layout on the gm screen for that which was part of the kickstarter anyway Ooh. yeah uh, but that will be going to print at the same time as the core book mm-hmm. uh so we've got the gm screen and a kind of an accompanying 32-page booklet for that with, with various random tables and, and advice on um, researching post-apocalyptic books and films and media to absorb, to inspire mm. GMs. Uh, and we, we're still working in the background on Kings of War, the role-playing game, um, which is going really, really well. Um, and that's going to be our own in-house tricore system and a 5e version. Yeah. Um, have a great guy working on that Alex Delaney so he's overseeing the 5e elements of, of that and then there's a, a super top secret project we're working on for, for another company that I can't mention super top yet, secret he's doing a Chris Spivey
2: on us look he is. He
1: comes on the podcast like, and says, it's like, There's something oh. I could
2: tell you about, but I'm not going to. You guys, it's no, so cool. I can't, cool. I can't <laughs> it's so cool.
1: It's like you'll really
2: brilliant nice. minds you hear how cool it's it is. It incredible. is. absolutely cool. But, um, yeah, it's, it's yeah well, company, well
1: my, but. my my dinner tonight is really, really cool, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, so ha. <laughs>
3: like I can't say that's so impressive. <laughs> <laughs> not another barbecue, Rush. It's another barbecue, yeah. <laughs>
1: Hudson <laughs> will be happy <laughs> yeah so yeah let's talk let's talk about some 2000 AD stuff shall we
3: yeah a lot
1: a lot stuff, to to 2000 AD stuff. so we've got three books coming out which one would you like to start with
3: I think we'll start with the first really um, and I know it's been a long time but it's it's going to be well worth the wait um, so Strontium Dog will be the first release um, and we're kind of Days away from the final proof, really. Days um, away. Days can't away. Wait. It's been a long slog. Yeah, but yeah. Me, me also. Been a long slog for various reasons, but it's it's going to be well worth the wait, and um, we've got some excitement. Well, that stuff was
1: originally going to come out at UK Games Expo in soft cover. Was it soft cover or hardcover,
3: I can't even remember what we planned. We'd planned hardcover, um, mm. and it's it's still. I mean, it's it's 176 pages, so it's a hefty tome, yeah, uh, yeah. hefty sourcebook. But it was originally going to come out at UK
1: Games Expo, wasn't it? Yeah. But of course, that's not going to happen now because yeah. there's no UK Games Expo. Well, we're, we're looking
3: at August, aren't they? But like we said earlier, it's still up in the air, I'd imagine. But yeah, I don't think people would be too happy if we waited until August to release it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, Expo happened in August. Yeah,
1: but, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, when 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 is it look like we're going to get that first PDF
3: out? Do you think? A guess. Whatever you
1: guess, add, add an extra, double the amount of time.
3: <laughs> let's go. Let's go for the start of May, first week Ooh, of May. Um, yes. In fact, the seventh of May is my birthday. So should we give it a birthday? That's really? that's really soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. That's like two weeks away. Yeah, it's that close though. It's <laughs> like right days away. Days yeah. and days and days away. Yeah, I've been chatting to um, Andy this week. He's he's built in the um, index, so mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of like the last stage of the book, really. Um, yeah, I just need to type tighten up so the NPC stats at the back. Just for people who don't know um, what
1: Strontium Dog is, because I'm sure there's some people listening to this who don't, do you want to quickly, quickly explain it?
3: Yeah, so Strontium Dog is uh, one of those crazy settings that were kind of built or introduced by Wagner and um, escara I'm t- probably totally mispronouncing their names there. Um, back in the early days of 2000 AD, in fact, it, it came, first came in in Star Lord, that's how, how far back it goes, about a kind of crazy bounty hunting universe. Mm. Um, where there'd been a nuclear war on Earth, Strontium-90 filtered into the atmosphere and, and created a mutant population. Humans kind of resented the muta- mutants and wanted to kind of stay pure and um, not not sully themselves with this this kind of mutant menace. So they banned mutants from owning businesses um, and seeking employment and that kind of thing and put them all into ghettos out of the way. And as as humanity expanded out into the galaxy, crime became a real problem. So rather than, than dirty their own fingers or hands with, with the trouble of Dealing with with that the the problems out there, they um, they allow mutants to join what they call the Search Destroy Agency. The Search Destroy Agency, sorry, employ uh, Search Destroy agents called Strontium Dogs um to go out and hunt down the galaxy's roughest, toughest criminals um, mm. from the aliens or humans and mutants that are out there. So you get to be intergalactic bounty hunters, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Intergalactic bounty hunters. Does sound like
1: The fun the fun thing I like about Something like that is you get to be your intergalactic bounty hunter,
3: but where you're doing your bounty hunting can pretty much be anywhere. Oh, yeah, and there's there's a lot of that discussed about in the in the the supplementary book. Hmm. Um, So we give people a couple of playgrounds You know, some of the worlds that were in the comic, we've created our own little system in there for people to have fun, and there's there's a whole few bounty hunts that tie into that system. Um but we all you know, like I say, just gonna kind of have fun. And you've seen the tables in there, Russ. There's yeah, some kind yeah, of crazy yeah. tables to roll on and create worlds and names and all sorts. So. Yeah. Like a bit of random world generation. And we've got time travel, is time travel a part
1: of Strontium Dog?
3: Time travel and dimension travel. So um it it was a really it, it still is when they when they revisit the comic, uh the the strip in the comic. Um Real zany kind of elements that happen with time travel and mm. um, resurrection. I mean, even one of them, they, they go back, uh, there's a time heist to go back and capture Hitler. So, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was just, sugar, exactly I was just thinking. Just, uh, yeah.
1: Because when you combine so all we, that, we've, basically, you can have, basically, it's, it's almost like Doctor Who in a way. You can have an adventure anywhere in time and space. Yeah, totally. Which is, Totally. It's, um, it, exp- it basically expands the 2000 AD universe. Because at the moment, what we've published is stuff mainly for Mega City 1. And uh, and the cooked earth, and this just expands yeah, it exponentially, doesn't it?
3: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we've I think we've included some of the kind of little strips of the few times that Johnny Alpha, who was the main one of the main characters in Strontium Dog, hmm. crosses paths with Dread. So they they have a a, a colourful history together. Let's say, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the universe and and timelines are your oyster really with Strontium Dog, and some of the gadgets they they have that allow that, allow for that to happen. So they yeah. Have, dimension portals and, and time machines and all sorts, and, and even kind of grenades and gadgets that, that manipulate time and space. Mm. So if, you, if you're playing an intergalactic bounty hunter, a strontium dog, what what sort
1: of character choices is this book gonna give you? What what sort of characters can you create?
3: Oh, and we've just read, we wanted to give people a, a plethora of options. So you can choose from civilians, criminals, but uh, the, the main premise is that you'd like to play a strontium dog and go out hunting down those those rough tough criminals or, or flip that over and be the tough criminal that is, is then facing a contract out against them a, a bounty hunt against them mm. but yeah the, the, the main premise as we've just read is that the players are kind of buying into playing a, an intergalactic bounty hunter and following that path um, we've started the blog recently as well haven't we Russ which yes. is up on the Ian Publishing website and slowly kind of introducing those elements to, to hopefully make people familiar more with the setting and, and the kind of premise behind it really mm. uh, talking about blog
1: I think we're planning on putting something quite interesting up on there today Aren't we?
3: Yes. Yeah. Now we've had the cover fully approved. Um, oh. We can un- unleash that on the s- unsuspecting public. Yeah. So that's, yeah. The, that's the
1: cover of the day the law died. Uh, yes. Sorry. Yes. The cover for day the law died. Uh, and that is a our next Judge Dredd storyline set yes. after the cursed earth storyline. Uh, and uh, what, what 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 can you tell people about about that storyline?
3: Again, it's the crazy early days of 2000 AD. So, Dread is not, at the start of the storyline, Dread is not long returned from his, uh, his epic journey across the oh, Curse Staff, yeah. um, to save Mega City 2. And he basically comes up against Judge Caligula, who's the, at the time, at the start of the storyline, is the head of the SJS, um, but has designs on the Chief Judge's office himself. Um, so the storyline kind of is, is Caligula taking power. Judge Cow, sorry, not Caligula. Um, I'm thinking Caligula because that's how Wagner originally based the storyline mm. on. Um, um so Judge Cow uh has designs on the chief judges' chairs and it's how he takes power and completely overthrows the whole megacity. Um really oppresses the, the population, um, and basically brainwashes the judges to to be um really extremely harsh, so and not be able to to oppose his will basically. He mm. uh, he has complete control over them. So, what, what can we expect to see in that book? A real exploration of the SJS. Um, mm. We've kind of opened that whole can of worms, really, um, because they were such a big part of that storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we delve into them with some so characters being the, SJS.
1: the special judicial Special squad. squad. Yes, yes, who yeah. are basically the. the uh, police of the police. The, um, the what's, judge, what's, the, what's judges, the word? What's the, yeah. what's the, what's the internal affairs? That's the word that they use in America. Yeah. I, I just said yeah. mind blank there. I couldn't think of the equivalent. Yeah, internal affairs.
3: Sort of. Yeah, yeah. Internal yeah, affairs with more, st- with more sticks yeah. and guns, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and less clipboards. Yeah. <laughs> they got the old, you know, the, the kind of really iconic Death Head, uh, yeah. Death Head emblem and things. Mm. Like Are that. Are we so, the bad guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To quote Michelin Man. <laughs> you know they they come to be Dredd's best friend over the uh, the years obviously <laughs> not um, but yeah this is kind of real the, the real start of Dredd's running with them, them over the years uh, yeah. throughout the strip um, in, in a very harsh way and why he distrusts them one of the reasons he distrusts them so much but. yeah so that, are there going to be new character options available in that book yeah um, and again we try to approach it from various angles that GMs might run the campaign from so whether they want to kind of hop in bed with Cal and, and be on the um, Oppressive side of that, or whether they'd like to join the uh, the, the rebellious small rebellious elements that Judge Dredd manages to gather to try and topple Judge Cal and mm. uh, hopefully return Mega City to normal. Hmm. So that's kind of in an early stage at the moment. That's still at the manuscript stage, isn't it? Whereas it's at the manuscript stage, but we've 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 got five out of the seven chapters in. Yeah. Um, something like four of them reviewed. Whereas Strontium Dog, that you just said, is pretty much done now strontium dog is yeah yeah days away yeah well fingers crossed fingers crossed but we'll we'll see (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: and then that leaves the the final part of um this little puzzle we have uh coming a little later in the year after strontium dog we have rogue trooper which i uh i heard you say you think might be our best book yet
3: right yeah and in terms of being kind of complete and comprehensive with with the campaigns that are in there, the, the maps we've included, I think just, just visually and content-wise, it's going to be one of our best, yeah, definitely. Hmm. So um, that, like Strontium Dog, is going to be a hardcover. Yep, and a, it uses well, obviously, but it's a supplement to uh, the judge Redline. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, so what what is Rogue Trooper? Um, so Rogue Trooper is a genetic infantryman. Um, it's set on a place called New Earth, uh, way into the distant, well, say into the distant future. We have the Norths and the Southers in a war over a, a, a former paradise called New Earth, but it's been chemically bombarded and, and saturated and, and just destroyed and devastated to into a wasteland um, where humanity can only survive outside um, by wearing chem suits. Mm-hmm. And even if there's the kind of slightest tear in the chem suits, they they instantly succumb to the toxins and poisons of the world. Yeah. Um. So the the Southers created these genetic infantrymen to be able to fight in the environment without these um, cumbersome chem suits to to weigh them down, um, but in in this in the comic strip um, and the storyline of, of the supplement, the genetic infantrymen uh, sold out essentially on, during their main assault. So the vast majority of them are killed off. Um, that leaves just rogue trooper who collects the biochips of his uh, closest friends, um, and they then join him on the journey. Want you know, biochips are kind of little got
2: little what? kind A bag, of bag man helmet and gun. Yeah, which yeah. His bag, his helmet, and his gun. And that's all right, I mean, to put it...
3: Various... It, to put, put it more, more modern right. terms for people, that, that might not be familiar mm. with that. Mm. you imagine, like, old carbon stacks, It's almost like a stack that, that downloads your brain um, onto the biochip, and then and then Road Trooper attaches them to his backpack, his gun, and they assist him on his journey. Um,
2: yeah, they, they, they were doing smart wearables before smart wearables were a thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so who's writing this? This is John White. John White, yeah, yeah. and... Um, a, a fairly new writer in terms of 2000 e, who's been helping us with some of the shorts. Um, ben Rogers um, also wrote a couple of uh, scenarios. For oh, shorts, okay. okay. Pretty cool. I
1: mean, I remember yeah. John running
3: a demo for us
1: back in December when we were up in London. Oh,
3: yeah. Just after Dragon me yeah. Yeah,
1: that was a while back, actually. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I remember that. So
3: John's been working pretty diligently on that for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, is, uh... John's... Um, He's turned in that work, which is what he's uh, on the day the Lord died now. Actually, so yeah, that's...
1: yeah. So what's what stage? What stage are we at with with uh, with Rogue Trooper?
3: That is ready to go into layout as soon as Strontium Dog is. Oh, uh, exciting! Right so it's all off. sat there waiting, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's been I'd say there's been a bit of a
1: gap since uh, November when we released Cursed Earth, but I think we're going to be making mm. up for that in the second half of this year because we've got three big books coming out. Absolutely, all lined up and ready to
3: go. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just a show we have not get any conventions um,
1: to take them to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll keep our eyes on um, Expo, of course. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited about that. So, what comes after Day
1: the Law Died in the uh, Dread Chronology? What's the next one?
3: Well, a bit of a decision, really. Um, there's there's kind of a toe dip into Judge Death, um, officially, canonically, but but it's more of a toe dip into the into the more serious storyline after that, um, yeah. and then Judge Child would be the m- the bigger one of the two. So really, it's whether we save Judge Death for that kind of all encompassing Judge Death experience.
1: Yeah, I um, I think yeah, it'd be one big yeah. one big Judge Death thing, and that would include all the yeah, cycle and that's, stuff that's, and all that sort of stuff.
3: That would be cool. Yeah, um, that's, that's so then that it's is going to be an exciting one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and everybody, you know, I, I think most people uh, recognize Judge Death and his crew when they see yeah, him, Mortis you know, and people, Fire. Yeah. And, People know what that is. Yeah. Mm.
1: yeah, yeah. That's exciting stuff. I cannot wait for that sort of stuff to come out. I mean, yeah. I think when, when you think about Judge Dread, you definitely think about Judge Death as the next thing, isn't
3: it? Oh, That's yeah. where you start. That's where yeah. you start
1: getting really iconic. But yeah, yeah,
3: bigger than the angle. Ground, so I'm really mm. forward as that, because we can have some thumb of side div in there and and all the different elements of that as well. Imagine Judge
1: Death's stats. They're going to be horrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and a bit like I'm hoping that we can bring in some elements um, a bit like Road Tripper where I, t- I tried not to um, just just offer people the opportunity to play Road Trippers so we've introduced the opportunity to play as north or Southers with the away from the Noughts and things like that Yeah, um, and even the campaign options that we give we look at um, so there, there was a, a kind of separate um, storyline called the 89ers mm. away from New Earth so there, there was a they explored a system away from New Earth um, gave the chance to travel in space which are some of the storylines that Ben wrote for us, Ben Rogers. Hmm. So try to give people options. and It'd be cool to do the same, whether we whether we look at visiting Dead World maybe in Just Death um, or touching upon that dimension aspect of it, I don't know. Hmm. Definitely look at planning that next.
1: So of so those three upcoming books, which is the one that you're personally most excited
3: to play? Uh, I, could, I don't know if I could pick a favourite, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just really going to pause it for the, some time. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Definitely. When yeah. we can, well, even on, even we can well, do it, it online. Have um, to be online, Zoom, yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say pause the podcast there a minute. Are we allowed to mention the Warlord crossover on here? The what? Sorry. The Warlord crossover.
1: Yeah. that's why yeah, not? Russia's yeah, Russ has mentioned it yeah. already. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Warlord miniatures. Yeah. So shout okay. out, mate.
3: Yeah. So yeah, just back to that. Um, oh. Specifically, because of the elements we can introduce for Strontium Dog, I think. Um, and I sent you a scenario with this the other day, Russ, but we can cross, we've been working with Warlord to cross over some of the elements with um, the miniatures game for Strontium Dog as well. Mm. Uh, and we'll be looking to do that in the future with Judge Dread. And of course, there's a Judge Death miniature out there, so mm. that will be pretty cool to explore in the future. Mm. Their miniatures
1: um, are gorgeous. The only, thing, yeah. the only thing that's a problem for me is that I don't paint miniatures. If they sold them, I'll say I say but <laughs> yeah, I
3: I'll say I paint miniatures, but I have lots of miniatures that are not painted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have um, you
2: heard about sisters contrast paint? Because that is legit Yeah, they're, I've just started using them to be honest. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, no, yeah. I need to do some if more painting.
3: Not my thing. It's the time as well. Obviously, we've, yes. we've covered a lot in this podcast, but you know, between Red Scar and and EN, um yeah. it's I'm
2: um, just busy. i times really hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Mark. It's been Really interesting to you talk all about Strontium Jarg and Rogue Trooper and all the exciting new, what's old is new, Josh Dreadnought 2000 AD stuff that's coming through. Yeah, head on over that's to
1: n- npublishingrpg.com which is our official company site. And on there, okay. um, sometime today, well, yesterday, because this will go out tomorrow. So by the time you hear this, on there will be the cover of The Day the Law Died which is very oh. green. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The original
3: version was, was toned down. Yeah, the original no, version was saying. a little
1: bright lime green and we had to tone it down a bit because yeah. it was <laughs> no. it, Got
3: like the old days of neon. Well, it was, uh, it was that that the days of graph. 70s graphic
1: design, wasn't it? Yeah.
3: <laughs> and yeah. the artwork was all a bit bright in
1: some in places, but yeah, yeah. so we had to tone tone down the colors a little bit to make it look a bit more like an RPG
3: book. Yeah, I mean, fantastic artwork, but the colours are a bit kind yeah. of <laughs> in your face. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, yeah I feel, uh, that's the worst worth mentioning. Actually, Russ, that we, you, you did release previous Patreon-only adventures on there, um, which are unique adventures for Judge Dread. I don't know if you mentioned that previously. So there yeah. are on the on our
1: website there are now five Judge Dredd case files, and these are short PDF adventures, about four pages long. Um, originally, they came out on Eons, our Patreon. And then they appear on the shop a bit later, and uh, you can pick those up for four ninety nine each. And each of them's a short,
2: you know, kind of one session adventure. Mm. And we've got five of them so far. Um, Because I remember you ran Monkey Business at that con we went to last year. Uh, UK Games Expo. Yeah, so Monkey Business is the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the adventures can the adventures <laughs> can have can crack at. Yeah, that's so that's it.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, So yeah, um, thanks thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with all the latest RPG news. But until then, it's goodbye from me, Russ.
2: It's goodbye from me, Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers, and it's goodbye from me, Mark Langwilly.
0: Apparently, I now have to read this to you. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here.